welcome to the latest Forever Blue podcast, which is being recorded on this occasion straight after the league game between City and Spurs. Normally we do it on a Monday night, but obviously there's the derby match coming up this week, so we thought we'd do it a little bit earlier and get some immediate reaction for once after the game. Thanks very much to uh, Hot Click Marketing, who've sponsored the vlog, oh sorry, the podcast, because <laughs> there is a vlog as well if you've not watched it, uh, but the podcast until the end of the season. And thanks very much today to Manchester City for giving us a room to sit in, which is all through the uh, the uh, influence that Matty has um, as part of his, <laughs> his City. I noticed on the door of the room it, it yeah. had Matty Dove, it didn't say in cheese. Yeah, so. <laughs> on the bed above the door, vacant. So this is Matty Dove's podcast. So anyway, thanks very much to uh, Hot Click Marketing. Uh, look them up, uh, they're on at un- hot underscore click. Tony's the man who runs it. And Tony is a City fan and he's been a guest on the podcast, so you've heard him speak as well. So if you want some advertising on whatever you do on social media or on a website or whatever and get yourself to the top of the Google search, etc., he's the man who can help you achieve that. Now this week, since the last podcast, we've had two City games, both against Spurs, both, both here, a bit sort of deja vu-ish, both City victories as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, uh, very different emotions coming away from the two games. So, let's uh, let's. Well, first of all, I should introduce you to the people who are here today. Who are? Um, I'm Adam. Uh, you might have heard me on the podcast before. My voice is gone on Wednesday. It's always gone. It's it literally every time I go to the football, I lose my voice. I need to change the way I sing or something like that. But yeah, so it's it's not going to be good tomorrow either. But I'm just hoping that we can now go on and uh, win the league. Obviously, we've got United in midweek and be tough. But yeah, I'm, I'm positive anyway. I'm Matty Dove. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thanks for getting the room for us, Matty. <laughs> you're welcome, lads, you're welcome. I'm actually working for Prestige Car Repairs now as well. Um, yeah, no, I'm Paul Risby, Prestige Car Repairs. Uh, absolutely devastated from Wednesday. But we got a win again today, but obviously the win makes three points, which takes us top of the table. And I'm the real Matty Dove. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad we're doing this podcast now and not after the Wednesday game, because I don't think I'd have been able to speak after that, but... It's good to get back to, well I suppose we did win, but it's good to get back to a winning feeling and yeah, hopefully we can just kick on now and get the title. Uh, I'm Alan, you'll know me from uh, Ian Cheeseman's uh, vlog on the match day and from the podcast uh, that we record each week, which I think is absolutely fantastic, hope you enjoy listening to it. Um, I wish I could have got on the vlog on Wednesday evening, unfortunately um, I got went straight home and was obviously devastated. Um, I'm sure you would have enjoyed my reaction in a sense because I probably would have said what a lot of you would have wanted to say after that defeat say in, now, uh, in an organised manner. Say then, say that reaction. Yeah, um, devastated to be honest with you. I think that we played outstandingly well uh, over the 90 minutes. Um, I was very, very impressed that we, we stepped up to the plate when we were required to step up to the plate after all the criticism that we're not quite great enough in Europe and we don't really know what it takes to perform in Europe when it comes to crunch time. I think that we completely... Uh, got rid of all that criticism in, in one match, um, completely turned up and showed that not only this country and not only Europe but the rest of the world what we can do in the Champions League in the last stages. And Is this played the fans or the players? The, the players and the yeah, fans, yeah. 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 I, think, I think as a collective we, we, we were miles better than we were against Liverpool this time last year and it was, it was so disappointing that even though we'd done all that and we played so well that, 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 that it, it came down to something like them decisions or that decision that, that one minute, I mean, it was the complete anti-climax to the Aguero goal. Well, in, in a similar fashion, you know, the Aguero goal was scored and it was absolute elation. We celebrated in a similar fashion that night, thinking that we we got through to the semi-finals of the Champions League and the come-down was a, like a, a complete polar opposite to the celebration. And it, it felt, I'm, I'm pro-VAR, as you all know, but it just felt like, you know, at the time we didn't know whether it was or it wasn't and it was gut-wrenching and... The first thing I did when I went home was was like I'm sure a lot of you did watch it to actually see whether I was I right and no, I didn't. I I've still in. not seen I, it. I, I, I've, like I've seen it on Twitter, um, and people still don't know whether it was a goal or not. People can't make their mind up. What, oh, in terms of the uh, the handball, the handball, oh, oh, the yeah, yeah. That's where VAR. The the angle that we all saw wasn't the angle that the referee saw which annoys me because mm. the people in the room should be picking the right angles and it was clear all angles oh yeah all yeah, angles yeah. every angle the does, he get access to eight, does he get access to eight angles is 
Does he get eight options I only, to look at? I'm not sure. I only saw someone took a photo of, of the two that he, he was looking at two at the time, so he might mm. only have seen two. But neither of those two were the one that showed that it did actually come off his arm. Yeah. So I mean, and there was a couple of referees that came out afterwards and said the referee was, didn't see this angle. Yeah. If he would have seen this angle, he would have given it as a handball. So that's where the injustice comes in. That really has done my head. I think they have made over it. To be fair, I put it behind me personally. I just because we, if we go on and win the league and the FA Cup. You don't think about it, you know. The no. parade last year, I wasn't thinking, oh, I wish we'd have gone through in the, semi- in the yeah. quarter-final against yeah. Liverpool. You know, you yeah, get once it's it, gone and it's, it's, done, yeah, it's and it's, and it's healed. It's, just, it's that injustice for me. I mean, I, I don't know how VAR works. I'm still going off the basics that it's for a clear and obvious mistake. So the linesman and the referee both agreed that it wasn't offside and gave the goal for Sterling. So to me, there's not been a clear and obvious mistake because they both... Clearly, an obvious mistake got it wrong then, and it was marginal. I know it was offside, it, it's but it was clearly mid- obvious though because it yeah. it's either offside or onside. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'll give him that. But yeah. surely, if it's a clearly obvious mistake he's made, VAR should then say, I think you need to check this and come back and have a look. So, why did they, they did that with the handball? Yeah, yeah, but offside, so, there's no need to have a look because it's literally offside or onside. Exactly. So there's no yeah, need to exactly. look. Exactly, so the thing, the that thing should be that. instant then. Yeah, that yeah, should be an instant decision. Yeah, I don't know why it took that so long. That should just come into his earpiece and go, sorry, that goal is offside. Yeah. yeah, And then we'd know before yeah. we really got mad singing. Yeah, I don't know why it took so long, because Sterling was celebrating for a long Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Two minutes. Pepper done laps of the Etihad by the time we got down. You're going to find this hard to believe, but I haven't actually seen a replay of right. the offside goal right yeah. at the end, the one that City uh, would have won it with. Yeah. Um, however, the fact that I've still seen lots of people on social media who have seen the replays questioning whether it was and people today that I've been speaking to before and after the game saying that they don't agree with it being like a toe or a kneecap or a whatever yeah. that in and, and somebody actually used a great example of it. in athletics it's usually your head yeah. that has to be well, you a, dip over a the full, line on a photo finish. Well, obviously on athletics, it, it literally is the chest, isn't it? Well, you'd that, win everything where... with that chest, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. He he'd won before he even set off. But, but what, what Adam said there about clear and obvious, you said it as yeah, well, yeah. Paul, that we've done a, a podcast which we talked about VAR, and that was the thing that I said, it had to be clear and obvious. So I'm now going to bring it to today's game, the one we've all watched, and you possibly, four of you haven't seen the replay of the Kyle handball. Walker handball. Yeah. I have, because I was sat in the press box. It was a clear handball. Oh. That should have been a penalty for Spurs. Right. See, did he move his hand towards it? I just thought he was touching the opposition player and it's hit his arm. Because I'm in the corner. It, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. He's changing next season though, isn't it? But he did move his arm towards it, just oh, for the record. Okay. I've mm. not seen it. So. I thought, I didn't think it was a penalty. So, so arguably City wouldn't have won today. Yeah. But, of yeah. course, as soon as I put that out as a tweet during the game, uh, quite a few people contacted me and said, yeah, but we would have had two goals for VAR because... And then they yeah. started yeah, giving yeah, me examples yeah. of yeah. this, that and the other. Yeah, yeah. It's still, it's still, I mean, I don't, I don't want to turn the podcast in this direction at all because I don't want to give them any airtime at all. But that still, you know, if you, if you were to look at how many decisions we've, we've been quite fortunate with then and then look at them in Merseyside and look at how many decisions they've been fortunate because of... But we still wouldn't be anywhere near the but amount of stuff. Shouldn't we've... shouldn't VAR clear this up completely? There should be no should be no. Well, so if it hits your arm. No, it no, doesn't matter no, how VAR it hits should it, clear it up. Only completely. for clear and obvious, obvious mistakes. mistakes. I mean, it's that handball. Surely, I mean, I don't know how it works, but surely the the, the the VARF must have said, "You need to come and have a look at this." That goal. So obviously, the the VAR man has has called him over to look at the the, the image. So he's gone over, looked at the image, and. I, if it was me running the VAR, I'd go, right, we've got four shots here, four images to look at. One, two, three and four. This is your first one, X angle. This is your second one. And then you go four, four, and you go, is that all you got? And he'll say, yeah. He'll say, right, can I have another look at number three again? And that's the one in the goal where... Well, you... that's dragging it all out. And to me, if it's a yeah. clear and obvious mistake, Absolutely. actually it should be... Well, of course, of course it was a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah, at that, yeah, yeah. it's but, so obvious and clear. But what I was then going to say is, if we can see this on the... Like at rugby, if we can see this on a big screen, that he's going back and looking at this and you can think, well, yeah, is that, 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 that is a tight call. Mm. And you're looking back and then he gives it, or he doesn't give it, you can see he's working out. So you are, you, are you saying then, Paul, that seeing the evidence in the ground would have yeah. softened the blow yeah. for everyone? absolutely. Because it would have been an immediate kind of... It is offside that, and everyone yeah, in the exactly. ground. It wasn't for me because I, I wasn't thinking that 
I wasn't thinking that we got the decision against us wrongly. I was just like, oh, it's offside. We, we knew that it was offside. Yeah, there was no, no contention. I wasn't stood there going, oh, that wasn't offside, because it clearly it's was. It's just heartbreaking. So the fact, yes, the heartbreak wasn't the injustice. It was the yeah. fact that it just happened and we were offside. Me, so that wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't have bothered to yeah. me. I, I've had reoccurring nightmares about the Aguero goal, right? Nightmares yeah. about the Aguero goal? No, no, no. <laughs> I have it. That we're all celebrating, we're all going wild, we've won the league, and then the yeah, referee right. says, it's offside. <laughs> mm. Seriously, I'm not making this up. I've had nightmares like that. Yeah. And that was that, re- that was that nightmare where I'm celebrating, I couldn't breathe, we're all yeah. over. It's another Aguero moment for me. And then all of a sudden, all the Tottenham fans were walking out, they're all giving it the visas, yeah. they're going, and all the rest of it. And I'm stood there, we couldn't breathe, we're all bouncing about. Yeah. And all of a sudden, word gets back that he's, he's, he's not giving it. He's not giving it, it's offside. But it is, it's just tough, it. isn't it, really? At the end it of the is, day, it's tough. It was offside. You're saying it was offside, Adam. You're saying you knew straight away. Well, I didn't know straight it away, was. but as soon as it's given, it's, it's offside. Offside. All he's saying is he's yeah. accepted it. Yeah. 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 But when, yeah. In the moment, it, you know. I mean, obviously, that was a bit more raw, even though I'm thinking it, it could be, it could it, it might it might be, it might not be. When I'm positioned in the ground, I just thought it was a goal. Yeah, The referee gave it, the linesman didn't have his flag up, the referee gave it, and the stadium announcer announced who'd scored it. And yeah, I, yeah, we're all, and so yeah, to, me, course, yeah. to me, that indicates to my brain that we've scored a goal. But it, I mean, it's easy to always try and look for, for an excuse in it as to why something wasn't given. And you, you, might, you will always try and... I've seen it on Twitter over the last four days. People are trying to look at anything to try and say that it wasn't offside. However, I looked at it and my interpretation when I watched it back and I slowed it down to like 0.25, you know... Nanoseconds. Like, yeah, it's like a quarter of a second. And I watched it back and I thought that... If you watch Serge's movement, it's proper like quality world class striker movement where he tries to come back onside before the ball leaves Bernardo's foot, uh, leaves Bernardo's well, knee, ricochets and, off and ricochets Bernardo, off Bernardo, right? and you see Aguero jump back on to then make the run. And I thought that offside was when the ball is played. Now I didn't see it leave Bernardo's knee until Aguero was back onside. Then it left his knee and Aguero was on. So I personally thought, well, the ball's not been played then. He's in possession of the ball because it's touching his knee. But has it actually moved? Is there a gap in between his knee and the ball mm. when Aguero... It's fine margins. It's fine margins, it's but fine if, margins. if the goal being disallowed was fine margins, then how is that not? Now, you said before, Harlan, and I agree with you, what, what we don't want to do is hijack this podcast to just be a VAR debate yeah. uh, to anybody listening to this, either City fans or otherwise, thinking... Oh, aren't they a bitter lot? So we, let's draw a line yeah. under that. Yeah, yeah. There have been two games here against Spurs. Uh, that the game, personally, I thought on Wednesday was one I'll remember for a long time. As Same much as it was a disappointment at the end of it, for the positives. Um, it was an unbelievable performance. Now, if you want to, in the conversation, we can draw back to the first leg because even though we've talked about that before, it is relevant to talk about it as two legs. But we've also just watched City play. Three day, well, less than three days later in terms of exact hours and beat Spurs again 1-0. Very different game. Players rested, different players coming in, but they have dug themselves up again from the disappointment that happened. And personally, the last two games and the last, uh, uh, well, this season really, I've seen phenomenal football yeah. with a brilliant coach, yeah. amazing players... And I can't tell you how proud yeah, and how happy it. I am. Oh, um, and now we can have a debate, if you like, about whether or not... I mean, I sat in Pep's press conference on, uh, on Friday ahead of this game. Um, well, I can't remember which one it was now. But anyway, one of the press conferences recently where he made a very robust defence of the fact that even in the first leg... Um, you know, he, he would have stood by his team and argued that what people don't realise is how fit people are. And maybe the fact that Kevin De Bruyne has broken down today proves that he was on the edge of fitness. Yeah. And that that was one of the reasons, by the way, he didn't mm. play him in the first totally. leg at Spurs. So everybody <laughs> afterwards, probably including us on the podcast, have gone, why didn't I would have started Kevin De Bruyne earlier? Maybe they were mitigating circumstances. The maybe there is yeah. a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but But personally... <clears throat> As much as I'm disappointed with what happened on Wednesday, um, I, I, I'm just so, so excited by what I've seen and, yeah. and what I'm seeing. Yeah. And the thing is, to me, it is what it is. You know, we can, I know, I don't think we're being bitter about it. I think we're, we're analysing what we saw and our emotions that we went through on that day. It's real though, isn't it, as well? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. We're giving what we felt but, raw and then yeah. what we felt when we thought about it. But, you know, this, this, this team I've watched this season even last season well last season as well 
has been unbelievable. The football we're seeing. I think we've developed yeah. from last season. Yeah. I yeah. do. I think we've got a little bit dirtier this season as well, you know, a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's what he said he wanted at the end of last season. Yeah. Didn't he? he said we needed to become a lot more ruthless, didn't he? Yeah, a bit more robust. And we need to be a bit more like yeah. the opposition yeah, in yeah. certain games. And I think today, I mean, there were two flying tackles in the first 10 minutes of today's game that I've not seen in a yeah. City team for a yeah, long yeah. while, you know, that. As if the players genuinely thought, you know, it needs yeah. a bit of grime. I think, this, that, you know, game, I think a... that game on Wednesday galvanised the players and the yeah. fans, to be honest. I think it was. I think it proves was... how good of a manager Pep is to make sure that the players didn't lose their heads after Wednesday because yeah. I was worried coming out of, that, out of the game on Wednesday thinking the heads are going to go now. You know, it's all going to fall apart. Just like it did. It didn't fall apart last season because we'd already won the league, basically, when this happened. But we got knocked out in a week. We were... We'd lost against United to, to stop us winning the league on that day. And either side of that, we'd been knocked out of the, in the Champions League. So it seemed like I thought this week was going to be that week. It could still be that week if we lose United, if we lose against United on Wednesday. But yeah. today's performance suggests that it won't be that week. And I think it's, it's made me a lot more positive having seen today's game um, about Wednesday. So a silver lining out of it all then is that maybe... Um, you know, Liverpool have got to play more games, which we'll get onto, I'm sure, in a bit anyway, and how that will affect our running. But the fact that you believe, and I'm sure that we all kind of agree, that we saw today, especially, that kind of cohesiveness between players and fans that were all pulling in the same direction, and they kind of, they, they kind of did what we would have loved to have done if we were on the pitch ourselves. Yeah. So kind of, how would we have responded to losing the other night? We'd have wanted a retaliation, we'd have wanted a, a response and this is how we would have done it and the players kind of epitomised and mirrored exactly how we must have felt and what we'd have done if Paul would have whipped his boots out What people say though that atmosphere plays no part I think today and Wednesday showed evidence yeah. that it does play a part it drives Absolutely. the players I remember there was a moment around 10 minutes in the players were just pressing the ball and the fans were just applauding yeah. Yeah. we didn't even yeah. have the ball but the fans were just applauding yeah, that was great. It was a high so I definitely think it has an, uh, an effect on the players it drives them on and that might be why Pep said before the Wednesday game we need our fans and it's because he knows that if the players are driven on by the fans give him that little bit of extra energy there was a lot of stuff on social media again sort of like people saying sort of like hang on how dare he say that we can't we've traveled to this we've traveled to that they misunderstood what i think he was trying to say he was trying to basically say come on what he said worked didn't it absolutely it works a treat i think um on a previous podcast when we spoke to david white um last year um and he was telling us how much of an impact the fans had on him, whether it be positive or negatively, if he gets shouted at, then he feels really down, and if the, the, the fans are behind him, he was really up. That yeah. really, it didn't change my mind, because I thought the fans had an impact, but I didn't realise how much of an impact it really had, until yeah. we spoke to David White about it, and, and that has made me realise now, that we do have a massive part to play, and it, it probably puts pressure on me, when I'm there, and I stood there, and it's silent, I feel like we need to get it going, I yeah, feel like, yeah, I'm, yeah, start, I'm, yeah. I'm, start, I'm starting a challenge whoa, 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 whoa. to get it going. Adam's saying he's silent, he can't speak. Well, this is, <laughs> why. This is why I've got no voice, because I feel like when it goes silent, yeah, yeah. we need to, it's our responsibility to feel, have, you, have, you ever, have you ever seen the, the, the play on the pitch kind of at times mirror what's going on with regards yeah, to atmosphere? Yeah. So yeah. You, see, you see the players, the, the players kind of then think, you know, it's, a it's bit a of possession of football and, and it kind of think, what comes first the, the atmosphere or the, or the football players you know? turn and like give yeah, it the, yeah, yeah exactly they want it they want you to get it he's wafting his arms yeah wafting to signal they want noise but um, yeah I think today the atmosphere was great again maybe yeah. not on the same level as no Wednesday. that was amazing that on Wednesday it was probably people have said it was one of the best we've had at the Etihad I think it's one of the best today that we've had in the league this season yeah. yeah, in terms of a day match, yeah. we like good yeah. night matches. The sun's played a part, yeah, obviously. Of course, it has, you know, of yeah. course, it has the sun and the fact that everyone's feeling positive and the fact that we maybe lost the other yeah. night and people came with a bit more yeah. of a of a brought the flags back. Of a, of a, yeah, a bit, maybe a bit of anger and a bit more you know determination to get yeah, a result. Yeah. Who are the yeah. players for you that I mean for me? Uh, Bernardo Silva yeah. remains the star. I mean, he did yeah. things today that again took my breath away, yeah. made me absolutely marvel, uh, and and that feeling is, is just an amazing feeling. I thought Raheem Sterling played really well again today, um, and obviously I'm not I'm not going to really pick anybody out. I mean, there was a you know a mistake maybe by John Stones at one point, but then you're being really picky. Mm. I think overall City played really really yeah, well, well today. Um, is, who, who played well for you in the games these two games I think Foden yeah yeah I think Foden did alright um, Gundogan I think, I think Gundogan's come into oh, it yeah he's been brilliant he's had lots of stick and, and stuff not off me I don't even think off the podcast to be honest no. um, and he's come in and he's done a sterling job in there 
A sterling job. Sterling, yeah. sterling Sterling's done the Gundogan job. Yeah. 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 Link, link, link back to what you said, or what we all said that we're on the podcast talking about Gundogan when we mentioned him and we talked about how he's a future player. And I keep saying it to people that I'm speaking to, but I feel like we're having the same conversation with City fans all... You know, every time someone mentions Gundogan and goes, he's not really for me. Sometimes I feel don't. like you have to try and defend him because I'm trying to give him my perspective and go, I think you might need to watch him a bit more though, maybe, and, and actually study so, his game a bit. Some people, you can't force matter. people to watch football. It doesn't matter what they do on the pitch. They get it stuck in their heads that they don't like him for whatever yeah. reason it is, and, it and their life's that. Yeah. You can meet somebody, you can have a bad experience, and they don't like him. Some of the fans are the same. They just don't like him for whatever reason. Yeah. Don't matter what we say, what we do, they ain't going to be convinced any otherwise. They just won't like him. Well, he, he did sign a new contract, doesn't he? He does. He did yeah. well. well it's, interesting he will, but... it's interesting you should bring that up because Pep's obviously, that contract situation hasn't been resolved, and yet he continues to pick him. Arguably picked him above Fernandinho today, but we don't know whether he's just just sort of protecting Fernandinho um, a little bit. Maybe Fernandinho starts at Old Trafford on Wednesday. But he's, he's picked him anyway today. Uh, and yet, uh, a lot of people before the game today are saying to me, what's going on with Leroy Sane? Why is he not in? Is it because he hasn't signed a new contract? Was one of the, And we don't know the reason for this. Um, but there is a lot of speculation about him. Would, should Leroy Sane have started more recently? I think he should have done, because... He had that part of the start of the season where he wasn't working hard enough. He came in, started working really hard. And since then, he's been putting in great progresses for me. He's been chasing back unbelievable. He even saw today, his first touch on the ball... Was he won the ball, ball back, back. didn't he? Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't a, a bursting run down the wing. It was winning the ball back. And when he plays, he shows what Guardiola wanted and the reason why he took him out of the team in the first place. So it seems weird that he's not starting. I thought if he didn't, if he didn't start on Wednesday, he'd certainly start today. Yeah because of fitness and squad I rotation, that, yeah. and he didn't even start today, so that makes me think, yeah, there's definitely something going on, whether it's his attitude off the pitch that we see in terms of the training ground, um, but the, the contract situation, the Gundogan's in a similar situation, he's playing, so can't be that. Being peeing up, me and Paul have talked about this before, uh, about, uh, and I, I know you're on the same wavelength as me on this, that we don't know what's going on in the heads and private lives, actually, of footballers, yeah. and I'm sure you all saw the interview with Kevin De Bruyne yeah, we did, yeah. this week, which told the story and if you've not seen that you know find it on Twitter or social media but it's basically him explaining how the sacrifices he had to make the fact that the um uh, the, the, the adoptive parents, if you like, the foster parents that he had at one stage, rejected him eventually because he was deemed to be too quiet, which they translated to mean he was a troublemaker in yeah, some way. Uh, but mm. it, it, it wasn't so much the detail, it's the fact that we, as ordinary people, would never that. know what was going on. No. We don't know what's going on with Sane, we don't know what's going on with Gabriel Jesus, who supposedly plays better when his family around. Mm. And, and we are not necessarily us here, but people do ignore that, don't they? Mm. And, and, and are far more blunt um, about their, their image of... Uh, um, uh, you know, it's as if professional footballers are indestructible in some well, it's way. It's because the people think because they've got millions of pounds. How many times do you hear people on terraces go, where bloody hell, he's paid so much for this. He's paid he's paid £300,000 a week and he can't even hit a ball. And to the back, you know, and yeah. you're thinking, well, you don't know what's going on. And we're all the same in life. You can Somebody can pass you in life and, you, you know, you don't know what's going on in life. actual area. fact, I mean, and, and this is a serious point, um, you, you, you know, you work as a mechanic. If somebody was, and I know you'll make a joke out of this, but this is a serious point. If you were, if you, if you were earning five times as much money to do a job, you wouldn't do it necessarily any differently or any better. It would make your life more comfortable. And actually, it might put more pressure on you when you do the job to think... You know, I've got to get this absolutely yeah. right because I'm earning five times, and yeah, people exactly. will criticise me. Yeah, and that's absolutely. a serious point, and, that, yeah. and that's what these young young lads mm. have to deal with, isn't it? And because and, they're wrapped in a bubble as well, they're actually wrapped in a bubble. You know, from the age of probably what five yeah. or six now, all they do is play football, the school at the yeah. football, and all the rest of it. So they don't go out in a big wide world like we do. I think we discussed this when um, when the scousers break the coach. We're saying like, you know, they're not soldiers, so you know, you can get a, you can get. You know, if I don't know, I don't know different backgrounds. But if I was on the coach and it, and it got bricked, it upset me. But I'd probably deal with it better than maybe you younger lads who, yeah. have, you know, we've seen more and been involved more stuff. But these young lads, they, they, they've been wrapped in a bubble, so they don't see anything at least. So when you're a player, before. just just because you you've you know made a bad touch, ten thousand people going tutting. 
that's a loud sound that and it gets to you and if you do you do it again afterwards mm. straight after it, it it's psychology is a massive thing in sport and, it. and it's underrated but then again i understand and i'm looking at it from a different point of view i understand and it's okay to criticize people for not for not having that mentally mentally strong state because they're paid to be mentally strong, they're paid to be physically strong, they're paid yeah, to put in performance. Yeah. If I go to a theatre and the actor forgets his lines, I don't care if he's just been divorced with his wife or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. You're paying for a service. Absolutely, you, yeah, I get You know, that. you're there to, to see it. You've never seen me play playing, have you? Because I have yeah, exactly. So, I so I understand that we've got a right to criticise people for not being mentally strong. I hate the notion that you can't criticise. David Silver has been woeful over the last two months. I'll say that outright, but I still love him and he's still one of the best Absolutely, players I've ever seen. It's okay to criticise him, though. so, like, yeah. love doesn't mean that you can't criticise his performance because that's all you're going Imagine on. He's been through hell over the last few years or so, so mentally maybe he isn't in the right position obviously his age plays a part as well but all you can do is judge off what you see and you can't say oh well, he's having a terrible game but he, he was brilliant two years ago it's like you have to yeah. judge off current form and that's probably why he didn't play today and it showed I do but it's like I mean I, I've not seen I've not seen the abuse Laporte sad on Twitter I don't agree I didn't see any abuse no, I didn't, I've not I seen any I've not seen any and I keep saying to people what abuse is this show me some oh it's everywhere and I'm like well I've not seen any but for argument's sake if they're getting abused on Twitter that that is nothing to do with the football and if a City fan's abusing a player on Twitter for a bad performance now I know you paid a lot of money but you're still a human being you're yeah. still a human. I get what you, I completely agree what you're saying, but it's it, it can get into your psyche. I must admit, I heard that rumor that he was getting abuse, and what was my reaction? The first thing I did was go, and it's only one small little thing, mm. but I went on Twitter and messaged. No, I don't. I mean, in public, yeah, messaged yeah. him and said, "Great performance. Uh, go again on on Saturday." Yeah, yeah. Because that's what a supporters Would do. should do. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you really don't like a player or you don't. You know, you don't feel that they're doing it. I'd rather keep silent yeah. and and give the praise to the positives. Yeah. You know, you're entitled, which is what Adam's saying, to be despite the fact that you know I'm trying to be holier than thou or whatever. <laughs> saying, well, you no, know, you're right. that you can't criticise them. Of course, you can, um, but nevertheless, being sort of abusive or personal—that's mm. that's, yeah, that's to that's me true. going too yeah, far. Yeah, because like, if you have to the lines, I wouldn't shout out to the stage, and you know call out yeah, that's 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 boom, silent. I, I wouldn't be happy I'd bump my honey back but I wouldn't go and have a right go yeah. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't go and like you know brick his windows the next day <laughs> you know going, I mean? going back to the criticism thing imagine you never criticised an academy player and you just let them live on the wave that they're just going to they're going to be going to be a pro and they're going to make it and they're going to make it and they're going to make it and you didn't criticise a terrible performance from the under 18s or you've got to be honest if you're honest with your criticism you've got to tell them and say listen it really isn't good enough and if you don't improve you will be one of them that doesn't make the cut. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. then what you do is then you've got a squad of 20 or a squad of 18. You know, only two of them on average. I mean, we're only really promoting one or two at the moment, aren't yeah. we? If that, you know, how many from that under 18s team, you know, by Tommy Doyle are going to make it into the first team? You know, there's only really Ford and Ian Actual made it through. Obviously, he didn't come all the way through the youth system. Yeah, but, but imagine got, he didn't criticise him until Knox as well. But I think yeah. that's that's different. Yeah. Than but that, you, but you, like you said, the psychology is so big yeah, in, yeah. In, in sport. I think they do mentally need to toughen up. That what you players. do is, but I think that's why why sports teams and football teams and professional sports clubs are bringing in more psychologists now to train the players to be able to manage these difficult and and and, and tough situations to be able to get a good balance. I want to talk a little bit, of course, about the Manchester derby. There's all, and you brought in the subject of young players. It's the Youth Cup final on there Thursday as well. Um, so I want to spend a little bit of time on that as well. The, before I do that, obviously there's the title race and City against Liverpool. Liverpool play Cardiff next. And um, I don't know if you're aware of this even, but the fixture, there's one more home fixture to go now against Leicester. And that's now been moved to the Monday night. Um, the reason it's been moved to the Monday is because of either Tottenham or Liverpool, I don't know which it is, but one of them has to move their game, I Which guess, into our TV slot, which means that the City game goes back to the Monday night. Does that is that is that something that annoys you? I mean, on behalf of those who work on the Tuesday, it certainly annoys me. The fact it's sh- short notice for those who've made weeks, plans for tra- two, weeks, two, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. So anybody that's made plans to come two weeks today, as we record this, is now snookered. It might book flights, and that's after it's been selected for TV. That annoys me. And then perhaps from our podcast point of view, 
Um, how does that affect the title race? Because yeah. Liverpool now play first that weekend in the penultimate yeah. weekend. Yeah. Do you know what, what? What's your reaction to that? Any anything where it's changed last minute. I mean, if it, we expect now. I mean, when we were kids, we used to wait for the the, the season's result. You know, the the, the 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 fixtures to come out, and we'd pick them, and oh, we'll win that one, we get beat. There wasn't many win ones, but there was one <laughs> get beat. Now, you pick. You, you have to wait for weeks and weeks because you know for a fact once the, the first draft comes out, should we say? You know for a fact that well, that's going to be on the telly. That's There's an update the there every couple of weeks. But now they're doing it during the season, and in, you know, depending on how the season's going. They kind of change it. I get it, but there should be a cut-off point where you can say, after this certain date, you can't change it. Two weeks to change a fixture, that's wrong. It's the same old story of fan going, uh, match-going fans sorry, being shafted and yeah. TV companies mm. not giving a damn about it. I saw someone who, who's coming over from New Zealand for that game and he's going to miss it now because he's trained. Mm. I saw him on Twitter complaining about it. And it's just like, to me, it, it doesn't really matter to, to me personally because I'll, I'll come anyway, it won't really yeah. make a difference to me. But for other fans who travel longer distances, it's a disgrace. And we have this conversation over and over again and nothing ever changes. Does that come up at City Matters that you're on? In a way, they kind of just say... Keep over it. It's yeah. not the club's fault, by yeah. the way. No, it isn't oh, no, because no. No, no. obviously the TV companies pay a premium and the reason we get to watch such incredible players is partly down to the amount of TV money that comes in. Mm. But they, they sort of hold all the cards because of that and obviously it just shafts the fans who actually go to the matches and it doesn't seem like there's anything, unless maybe fans protest against it, which I know they've tried but in the not, past. It's not going to happen. No, 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 they won't. This is no, worth saying out. that the Burnley game, which um, is at 12th, 13 next Saturday yeah. um, that uh, no next Sunday yeah. would have moved to the Saturday if we got through so with something like 10 days to go that Burnley yeah. game would have, been, would have moved now I know it's an away game so that means it's a smaller percentage of City fans that are affected but Burnley fans could have been affected um, and, and again it's the same thing and it's, it's actually for the yeah. same reason uh, because City would have been playing in Ajax on the Tuesday. Mm. I know that's all not going to happen now, but the the point is that everybody's inconvenienced. Yeah, and that's only a small point this year. But I mean, I'm not saying we're guaranteed sun and stuff when we play at Leicester. But you know, imagine it is a nice day and you've, you've got family coming over, like you said, that guy's coming over from New Zealand, or or it's a Saturday afternoon. It's the only time you can see your family, and you've managed to get them tickets for the match. So it's it's, it's yeah, your day yeah. out, like you said, or yeah, yeah. or a couple of your pals can't come on that Monday night. Yeah, yeah. So your pub. Your pub arrangement yeah, yeah. that you have before the game now is off the it's car. It's the last home game it, of the season. It's the one where it shouldn't be on a Monday night. The players do a little bit of a lap yeah. of honour. Everybody's waving, yeah. but because it's a working day, the next Everyone will day be off. you'll yeah. want to need yeah. leave early. People will be want, people have to get off to get the kids home and stuff like because it's is it school the next day? Are they off well, on Easter it, holidays? Or yeah, well, well, the kids. It's work. Work. A, very, a very small chance. I know we wouldn't complain if it happened, but imagine if we won the league. On yeah. that day, yeah, everyone's got to get home. But wasn't the last home game of last season? Or on a on a in the midweek because yeah, yeah. we played yeah, Huddersfield, yeah, didn't we? And then the Brighton game, and then we played Southampton on the weekend, didn't we? Mm. But yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. So the last it's, home game of the season again. Well, that well, could have been. Yeah, we could have ended up securing the league. Imagine how many people would have had to miss out on seeing. To me, to me, it's just more proof that the 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 nobody's nobody's interested in the fan the match going fans. It's all geared up around. Paul, they've told they've already told us that they could they could open stadiums now and, and play professional football matches with no fans in and still be able to fund it all. There's Thing enough that, money in yeah. football now to not have fans in the ground. Do you say it's strange because they contradict themselves by saying that because yes, our, our money is nothing compared to the amount they get from TV and stuff. But the TV money wouldn't come in if the stadiums were empty because it's all about this brand, the Premier League yeah, brand. Yeah. So if stadiums are empty, people are going to be going. Why is the stadium empty? No one's interested. So therefore, they, they don't get the yeah. money. There's not the deals. The deals are smaller. Yeah. So without us being there in the first place, there's actually there's no there's no money coming in from anywhere because we all make that brand happen. We the fans buy, are. We massive. won't buy shirts. We won't yeah. buy. Yeah, we won't yeah. make that happen. If people, yeah. Right. The youth cup finals on Thursday, seven forty-five kickoff. It's in the academy stadium. I would imagine that it will be a sellout. A lot of people have said to me, why is it not in the main stadium? I personally have no problem with it being in the CFA stadium. I think it's, it, it, that's what it was built for. Um, and to see that heaving that night would be perfect. To yeah, bring. tickets, I think, for season ticket holders. Yeah, yeah. good yeah. But, but But there are people, okay. so I'm going to put the other side of the argument. City Matters. That, <laughs> well, and, and maybe this was brought up at City Matters, but 
why is the game not in a bigger stadium? Because when City, I can remember beating United in the Youth Cup years ago, admittedly, but there were 29,000, 30,000, you know, there, and then they can only hold seven over at the academy. Then they but, opened just a lower tier up, and it was quite full. Was it the Chelsea you're, game? You're I'll talking about a more recent one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it the United but, one? I'm Miller talking about United. No, no, I'm talking about the Steve Redmond, uh, oh, right. David White era. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, but obviously, we oh, beat well, Liverpool in the final been. when uh, Michael Johnson played and Daniel Sturridge and everything. And that was in the main stadium. And the crowd there was a lot more than there will be at the CFA. Uh, and so there's that you want to you can talk about if it matters to you. But obviously, the prospects of these young kids. And I know you, Harlan, particularly made an effort to watch the semi-final. I am really excited to see once again Tommy Doyle, um, and and there are other players in. I don't want it to just be about one kid. Yeah, the, the matcher for me. There are other players. The other two I'll probably be watching. Obviously, you got that winger Benabe as well. Yeah, there's but, Howard but, Bellis is another young kid. Who's Garcia as well. But it's a shame that we're talking about these players, and you know we're excited about these players. You know, we're talking about Benabe now. Benabe could end up at Burnley in four or five years or something like that. I mean, there is no guarantee that any of these well, players of them. None are going to make them. it into the yeah. first team, however however much we would want some of them to. However good they are, there is only room for one or two a season. Now. Are, are you if guys that, excited about the Youth Cup final? Does it matter to you? Will you be going? I'll probably go, but I'm not that bothered about it. If we lose it, I'm not going to cry. So, <laughs> Even though it's against Liverpool? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm going the, now. To be honest, it's more because it's the Scousers, actually, but I still won't bother if we lose it. I think we should give um, them a big welcome, the coach, when it comes in. Yeah. <laughs> what, like 15? Cookie toys and things like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the Blazing Squad concert or something. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm, I'm not that fussed, really. I will go because I, it'll be interesting to watch, but and it's free. Uh, that always helps. But, to be honest, it's not going to bother me that much if we lose. So, I, I, I'll be honest, I, I, would, I, will, I will try and go. I will try and go, but I'm very busy at work. I would struggle to get there, if I'm being honest. So it's just a case of making a choice. Yeah, yeah. It's not, not that I don't want to go. I'm sort of the same as Adam. I, I'm not going to cry if we lose. I'll probably try and go. I think I'm at a meeting just before the game, so I might stick around and watch it because it is exciting to see it's the players. It's a City who, Matters meeting. It is, actually. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> if it doesn't know about it, all right, all right. What, what's on the agenda this week, then? Uh, ticketing. Ticketing. ticketing yeah. What? Well, how tickets points. are? Ticket amnesty, ticket points, and tickets oh. being used in the stadium. Ticket amnesty. Ticket amnesty. Get your tickets in, and without being prejudiced. Yeah. <laughs> Point. Ticket amnesty. What's that about? What's, what's a ticket amnesty? Go on, Go on. Uh, it's basically about people being able to transfer their their tickets over to people, say if they pass away or yeah. and what to do yeah. with the points and in that situation, stuff like that. Anyway, going back to the Youth Cup final, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it is exciting to see the players, maybe necessarily none of them will actually come through and play for the first team. Obviously, the standard is so high now, but it is exciting to see the young players that obviously millions and millions have been pumped into the academy, so you want to see people coming through you've seen, so. you've seen the future of our game no matter yeah, who you exactly. play for aren't you, you know, you'll always a, be able to say they started the career at it's City it's still the yeah. City style of going back to the other night same. obviously um, really annoyed me how Trippier celebrated just to throw that in there being, talking about youth players the way he celebrated the, the goal I thought it was absolutely atrocious to be honest yeah, I know he got a bit of abuse and that yeah, but, but I thought playing, to, to kind of, yeah, though, to kind of yeah, but to kind of celebrate like that and then be shushing the whole stand I think it's a bit disrespectful yeah, he's playing personally. for Tottenham isn't he you know, what, they let him go they're celebrating in front of fans but you know, it was only a couple of months ago he was talking about how much the club means to him and how much how much he, he thanks the club for his... Last time City won the Youth Cup, Kieran Trippier played in the game, uh, got a bad injury during the game. I was commentating on it and I remember him coming back on, limping, limping on. And uh, I'll admit, it's the only time I've done this in a commentary. I actually start well, welling up while I was because it meant so much to me to see Kieran Trippier come onto the pitch to receive his medal after he'd gone off so tragically with the injury. So I get where you're coming from, it just, Harlan, it just, it hurts but now more years on. That, 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 that he, he actually came out a couple of months back and said how much City means to him, how he wouldn't be a pro footballer if it wasn't for Jim Cassell and well, it wasn't for Platt Lane. It's and the passion of the game though, isn't it? You know right? it's, it's, in the moment, you're in the moment and it's like, come on. I think players should celebrate Players have a right to celebrate. I mean, I'm, I'm all for the other by your celebration against Arsenal. Oh, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't all contradict myself yeah. and say I don't agree with having a I bit of a celebration. However, I just thought, I just thought that the other night, knowing how, that, knowing that it had gone to VAR and just everything else, it, it, he celebrated. You know, I don't know, just 
It just, it, it just upset you that I can see that. Proper rail me. Yeah. See, we need to get a councillor. We need an official. <laughs> can we get him off Jerry Springer? What was he called? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's him off Jeremy Kyle. Isn't Jeremy Kyle. I think, I, well, my nan and granddad know him personally, so I might have a word. Let's move on now to the Manchester derby. Ooh. Now, on the way to 2012, Vincent Company leapt in the air majestically and scored that goal. And it was described at the time as the biggest Manchester derby certainly from a city perspective um, since well certainly since 74 when the when Dennis Holt law scored that back heel uh, but the biggest potentially in history certainly in Premier League history is this one as big is it bigger and what are your feelings going into it I don't think it's I don't not, think it's, it's as big as the 2012 one because that was a title race between City and United for a start so that's massive and then taking into context the wider context in terms of City never won a title. It was sort of the changing of the guard. We'd had always beaten in the FA Cup semi-final the year before. It was starting to look like things were starting to change. That first title was massive for us. If we didn't get that that season, we could have we could have disappeared well, and not won it for four or five years. History, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, so that for me is the biggest derby that I think we'll, we'll ever have. Um, but this one obviously is massively important because if we drop points, then I don't think we'll win the league. We can't afford to drop points. It depends what happens with Liverpool tomorrow. Is it? We're playing yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you seriously think that Liverpool are going to drop points? I think they can. No chance. I, I don't. Can. I don't. No. I've, I've stopped you know getting gonna, excited I'm about it. Say, yeah, they can. I think they can. <laughs> yeah, they can. I think they can. Cardiff tomorrow. Wolves, ne- Wolves, West Ham. He's a tactical genius. Before, before, <laughs> before we started recording, West Ham were beating Leicester one 0 So that that's that's that top seven spot. Wolves have a game in hand on them. They want that top seven spot. If they come up from the Championship and get seventh place, that is an outstanding season for them they're going to really want that now and Wolves should really take advantage of that so they're going to want to win that last game of the season against Liverpool and you wanted to bring up the subject when we before we got to this point of Liverpool now having the commitment against Barcelona yeah. do you think that could derail them I definitely do yeah because in that, aren't they either side of the Newcastle game so they play they play Barcelona Newcastle Barcelona and then Wolves <coughs> Rafa Benitez manager in Newcastle do you know what I mean well. though just depending on how that first leg goes against Barcelona if Liverpool are winning so so is Adam suggesting that um, Newcastle might lie down Rafa might just throw it yeah (laughs) I don't because they've got nothing to play for I just think Rafa's going to be loving it he'll put Liverpool's calf on at the full time what what do you make then of this week the suggestion that United might play a team of younger players that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer probably better than the team they've got he's now now actually thinking longer term that that he's not bothered about whether they win anything in the short term he is is part of the Fergie era and uh, you know that there's a lot of um, I don't think hatred's too strong a word between United and Liverpool and uh, you, and I think certainly from a fan's there's perspective more now between them. I spoke to a United fan only today who said as much as I don't want you to win the league I'd rather you win it than Liverpool yep. you, I mean surely that's not going to happen within the United professional ranks I'll tell you what I think it'd be very nice if they did um, I've I've getting a feeling from every single away fan that comes I stand right next to the away fans and we, we shake hands with some of them at the end of the game and every single one of them has said you've got to not let Liverpool win that league yeah but that's the fans the, the players won't they, they've competed for top four aren't they yeah. and he ain't they can't afford to drop points against league. us either really if you think the, about it the atmosphere might be affected a bit by fans thinking oh if we win it's like we're going to give so that it might be a bit like Everton do you remember when we went to Everton and we needed yeah. to win and the atmosphere was yeah. very strange on that day because they didn't want Liverpool to win it and it could be similar <clears> at Old Trafford but I don't think it'll have an effect on the players it's like but, a fan driven mentality isn't it yeah but, but we're a better team than them anyway yeah, of course so we are. if we just put it down to by the rights, players, by rights we, 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 we played really well today and probably could have beat Spurs by more today Bit of a terrible refereeing performance as well, which I think brought the game I, up I a lot. I think we're more. just playing within ourselves, so I think I think when we if need we to come out against United, we've Wednesday. got to see what happens with Liverpool tomorrow. Might be a bit of pressure. We on. should pull them all over the shop, though. I mean, we passed them off the park here, didn't we? Yeah. Absolutely passed them off the park. We, we picked every player off, man for man. If we do that, Old Trafford, I think it'd be an absolute statement. I think with the derby, if United are going to play a weaker team, it won't be because they want Liverpool to win the league. It'll be because they've got to play uh, Chelsea at the weekend three days later. And that is a much more important game. Yeah. I know Gary Neville mentioned it, and did, I completely, yeah. I completely agree with him. Did you? He can lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember doing that. He can afford to lose against us. He can't <laughs> afford to lose against Chelsea three days later. So if they're not fit enough, they might be fit to play. You know, two games in four days and whatever, and, and have an amazing, uh, amazing fitness level. Will the but, players' minds be on Chelsea then? 
the players the players well, might they have to conserve energy which will then give us all brand the strongest team the players might, might be on Chelsea but I can see why Ollie would play a weaker team against us in the view that he definitely needs to beat Chelsea because if they lose against Chelsea top four is probably out of the question that's all part of game management who do you see as the threats from you know so if you're talking about a weaker United team a stronger United team who are the players you'd rather not see in their team Rashford don't see Rashford playing I'd like to see Pogba yeah, I'd like to play 11 Pogba's. <clears throat> yeah, I, I completely agree <laughs> with you. I'm score yeah. a screamer now. I you said that. Yeah, this is uh, it. Yeah, we're gonna get a soundbite if I was uh, saying that after. Uh, after to be, to be honest, I can't, I can't stand the lad, but I think that um, I, I'd be happy not to see Lingard in there as well because I think he, a good player. He, he, he'd be well up him. for the game against us. Martial, I don't. I think he's See, I, I, I rate yeah, Martial. Martial. I think good. Martial's a really good player. Yeah. I think he made the wrong choice going there. I thought he'd gone to Arsenal under Wenger. I think, I think De Gea's made some blunders recently, but um, I'd prefer he wasn't in the team as well. Because I, I think on his day, I think on his day he can. Oh, he's, yeah. he's, but I think with regards, with regards to fullbacks, like a cat. you know the way we're, the way we're performing at the moment. Um, I think, like I said, I think we'll pull them all over the shop. And I think that you know, depending on who plays out wide, whether it be Sterling, whether Sane gets a start against United at Old Trafford. I think our wingers need to be alpha leather against their fullbacks. I think nobody really tests United's fullbacks enough because, yeah, but yeah, for, for whatever reason, week, yeah. but Messi did the other <laughs> week. And when he did, he even tested the, the centre half, which is Phil Jones as well. I mean, he took, he took was it Young that's, that played yeah, for Young He took away, Young yeah. out of the equation, brushed him off. Jones sent him in, you know, let him come inside and he's, and he's finished it. But I think that if we can really, really test their fullbacks, they aren't fullbacks. Even Valencia's not playing for him, and he's not a fullback, even if he was fit. So, yeah. so what team? Do, I mean, obviously, we've talked about the the potential mitigating circumstances as to whether why Kevin De Bruyne didn't start at Tottenham. But we saw Pep field a for him relatively defensive team at Anfield. We saw him do it for whatever reason at Spurs as well. But the normal procedure is not to play that way. Kevin De Bruyne is out. Um, I don't think there's anybody else. Who's 100% going to be out? So you've pretty much got the whole Mendy, squad. Where was Mendy today? I'm, yeah, where was Mendy today? I'm assuming Mendy's okay. I'm assuming Zinchenko yeah. came back in and was selected on merit, and maybe yeah, Mendy was well. thought he can't play two in quick <clears> succession. <throat> Vincent Company, obviously, we're not aware of any injury with him that he might be being saved. So, what, what sort of side and approach I, uh, would you have? I, I think I'll play the same back line as today, me. I won't change anything. I'd change, I'd, you wouldn't bring Company in then? No. Even even though I think that, that even though I think that in derbies I know what you're going to say company you want company in, in a derby because he's lead, he's a leader and he knows what he, that he knows what derby means. And Lukaku, Lukaku that one on one battle with Lukaku. I yeah. Think. yeah. However, however, I don't really think that I can personally justify taking stones on Laporte today. I thought he, if, I didn't think Laporte did too much wrong the other night. But if you want to call it, he redeemed himself today with two outstanding. Mm. One was a block, one was a tackle. So I thought he redeemed himself, and I, I personally think that the best partnership is someone with stones. I don't think that Otamendi Company, Company, um, uh, sorry, yeah, Otamendi Company, um, Laporte and Company work. I think that it's got to be Stones with either one. You don't think Laporte is our number one centre back? I think he is, but I think that it's got to be Laporte and Stones. I think with Laporte and Company, there's there's a conflict of of who's the leader in that team. I think that I think then with Otamendi as well. I think Otamendi wants to kind of lead from the back, and with Company, there's a conflict there, not between them two. I just think in terms yeah, I get of what the you're way saying, but I'd, I'd still have, I'd think I'd still go Company with. Yeah, I do worry a bit about us defensively after the game today. There was far too many times. Son and Son's a brilliant player. I'd love to have him. Mm. He's outstanding. He seemed to get in behind a fair few times. There was one where Walker blocked him. Edison made a couple saves. Mm. We just our defense just didn't look too much. Too, I know too we got a clean space, sheet, man. but yeah. you know he talked that out. Vincent Company, and he talked. He was unbelievable in midweek. Apart them, obviously the goals that we conceded were were his fault. It was Laporte's fault. Everything that company did in midweek was unbelievable. He was, yeah. he was taking out everything. So my starting level for the game, easy. Edison in there, um, Mendy, um, Laporte. So not company. Zinchenko. And not Zinchenko because the, the fact that Zinchenko plays really well coming in and tucking in because he's a midfield yeah, player. Not. Whereas Mendy's a, he's basically a winger. And, and you think there. he'll be that? What I said, so, yeah. he'll trouble the fullbacks. He'll trouble the yeah. fullbacks and then, and then walk on the other side and he can bomb as well. Um, I'd, I'd still play Fernandinho even though uh, I'd play Fernandinho and then. 
play Gundy and uh, Bernardo Silva. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then my front three will be, I'll play Sane, but Pep might not want to play Sane, but I'll play Sane, Aguero, and then Sterling. That's my 11 point apart if you want, but that's what I'd go I'll for. I'll probably go the exact same. Maybe Jesus for Aguero. Aguero's mm. been a bit quiet in the last two games. Yeah. Jesus seems to get favoured more in the away games. He and Jesus, he's and Jesus played work. in the derby last yeah. year. He's drained today, Serge, isn't he? After about half an hour. Great, so... I probably agree yeah. with you, but then I might go Jesus instead of because if we're not winning, I'd rather be bringing on Aguero than bringing on Jesus. Yeah, makes I think, sense. I think for, I won't complain. Either. I think Mendy's the only one I'd be struggling with. I I, I can't remember which game was it. He played midweek, didn't he? I'm losing yeah. track of all the games here. Yeah, he was. He seemed to not go past the halfway line to me. He, he looked he disciplined did, though, didn't he? He, and I said that he looked really, he looked really disciplined and he didn't go forward. He seemed to get to the halfway line yeah. and he wasn't putting balls but in. He do you wasn't remember, doing do you remember the week when I said, when we were doing a team select, who we were doing the team selection for? The first leg away at Tottenham. And, and Ian asked us who would we pick for that game. And I said, I'd probably play Mendy in it because it would be a bit more. I think, and, and then I think one of you said, why Mendy? And I, I said, because I think that he's fantastic going forward, but he will have to be more disciplined. Mm. And now he's been told that he's not really allowed to come and I think the other thing as well I think is he was too disciplined though he, there was times where he yeah, should have been bombing past I think the he nature did. of like the opening 10 minutes where we conceded twice probably had an effect on yeah. him and maybe yeah, Pep yeah. told him like, he was certainly he told to, yeah. to, to hold and I don't think any of you saw Walker's interview at the start of this season with the Premier League interview that he did with Gary Neville he actually said that he believes that sometimes they can eat up the space that the wingers have got if they do overlap too much. So he said a lot of the stuff he did last season was the underlapping stuff. Yeah, so he yeah. wasn't to get in the way of the wingers if we yeah. are playing with wide yeah, men. Yeah. So that's why we don't like playing Sane and Mendy at the same yeah, time. Of course, because yeah. we both want to get down the wing. There'd that's be a conflict there. There'd be a huge conflict. Because yeah. then what do you do? Do you, you tell Sane to come back when, we, when we're defending? And then and then Mendy kind of thinks yeah. he's my man. Do you know what I mean? You, you, I you can't know. remember many times where Sane and Mendy have actually played together apart from that Palace game where the only reason that Mendy played is because he's the only fullback. Remember many games he, Mendy's played. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. he's the only yeah. left back we had at the time, and if if we did have Zinchenko, Zinchenko would have played at Palace. So <coughs> he definitely there's something going on. Can with I throw something in here? Not mind. Um, set pieces. Can we talk about set pieces for just a second? Well, why aren't Why aren't we great attacking set pieces? We play the short ball, but but even if we were to whip a ball in, I always think if we are to whip a ball in, we look vulnerable on the counter. And I think that's why we don't do it enough. We've got one of the worst corner conversion rates. We are fourth worst, fourth worst in the Premier League. <clears throat> and is that because of the counter attack? I think the there, there, of the there's an attack. argument to yeah. say we get a lot more corners than most teams do because twenty we're against Cardiff, we're yeah, or nineteen exactly. against Cardiff, and we don't have a lot of height in the squad. I think of Pep's Barca teams. I, I can't imagine they yeah. scored a lot of goals from corners because they are quite a small. They team always took well. short ones. Yeah. Yeah. I remember do, do you think, do you think he asks goals. for the corners to be taken short? Yeah, to create something a bit more to, to move the players around it's all about the movement of the opposition not the movement of you under Pep isn't it so if you if you're pulling if you're taking a short corner that pulls players away from the box so then you you're sort of grabbing a few players yeah, and teasing yeah. them out and making them come towards you, you know and I mean? then you can throw yeah. it in the box then why, why, that's why, what you always try to on, on that as well then Adam why, why do you think we saw poor defending counter attacks because we don't because have we, to defend. Because we defend in big that, spaces. That, 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 it's that, impossible to defend I've, big spaces I've, I've as well as pinpoint, small spaces. I've kind of pinpointed it down to the fact that because we play such a great possession-based um, way of, Well, sorry. Because we play such a great possession-based style of football um, and we're not used to having to defend as deep anymore or that we're not, so we're not used to having to defend counter-attacks mm. as much anymore because a lot of the teams don't have the ball when they play against us, whether that be at home or away, that we've kind of forgotten how to defend, in a sense. <coughs> you know, unless... Unless we sat deep, we can't defend counters because we've forgotten how to defend because we don't have to defend on a regular basis. I, I put it down to just basically not putting the corners in the right place. I think yeah. it's just simple. Yeah. I think we're just overdoing it. It's a simple thing. If you, if you put a ball in a certain area and your defenders come on it, if it's in that bang on the right space, back of the neck. But Son today, we look very, very, very vulnerable. When he got the ball at his feet, I mean, he's a great dribbler of a ball, and he'll threaten you, and he'll try yeah, and get if you. If you scored from a corner, it doesn't matter about the counter attack. But even if you, yeah. but if you lose the ball in midfield, then I they think we overcomplicate you. things, and I think the fact that we've not scored in hundred and ninety-ish corners, um, we went back. Was it Stuart Pearce? We went back. We were actually three hundred or something. One, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think we just don't. We look where the corners are going. They're not going in the right place. It's but, simple. But it's even if, even if it wasn't a corner, though, Paul, like if we're losing the ball in a, in, the, in a bad area. 
which we did today, for example, when, when Gundogan lost it, which I didn't think was his fault. I thought it was just a poor pass into him and, and there was no spatial awareness or whatever from anybody else that you know, shouldn't never give him the ball. But in them areas, if you lose the ball in them key areas there, whether it be a bit further forward and, yeah, and the striker lights on picks it up or a forward lights, yeah, lights on picks it up. Sure that we've got enough pace. How do we defend counter-attacks better? I think, we're good, I, think we're, personally, I think we're good enough at defending counter-attacks because it, the, the issue of counter-attacks only came up because of the two mistakes that Laporte did in midweek. I think, you know, when was the last time? Was it 250-odd minutes since we conceded a shot on target before the one mm-hmm. um, the, the other the other midweek? It was unbelievable. It we were incredible defensively, I think. In the first That first season under Guardiola, you could tell that we couldn't defend counter-attacks. We didn't yeah. have the pace to get back. And in midfield, Fernandinho saw, didn't wasn't as good in the role uh, as he is now, I don't think. So we have evolved so much in terms of defending counter-attacks and I think now we are unbelievable. We're one of the best teams at defending counter-attacks in the world. Given where we are now then, I've been just watched these two Tottenham games um, and I'm, I'm sure before the Tottenham game in the league, people would have been saying, oh, there's a possibility that that could be one of the games that they slip up in. Lots of people said to me, interestingly, before this game, that if we'd have beaten Tottenham, and I agree with this, if we'd have beaten Tottenham in the Champions League, today's game, bizarrely, would have been more difficult. Yeah. But we've come through it. We are where we are. Four games to go. Next game is the Manchester derby, uh, which we've talked about tactically and everything. Just a simple one, really, then. Now that we're where we are emotionally, do you instinctively <laughs> feel that they are going to win at Old Trafford and that it is I mean I know you're still hoping that Liverpool will slip as we all are but I'm I'm absolutely working on the basis that Liverpool will win their four games so therefore it's about us winning our now four games are we going to do that are we going to win at Old Trafford I think you'd be not stupid that's the wrong word I think I think you've got to be positive having what you've seen all season I think the way United have been playing recently, and oh, it could come back to bite me, and you know, sound bites and all that. <laughs> I think we've just got to be positive. And, and being honestly, I can't see any team that's left we've got to play that can beat us. I don't think we'll lose at Old Trafford. I don't think, I think we'll. Uh, there, will we win though? Well, yeah, we there's win. a danger yeah, of us dropping points. Yeah. Obviously, if if he plays a really defensive team and thinks, look, if we can get a point here and then win against Chelsea, he might be thinking like that. Um, I think if Mourinho was in charge, you mentioned it earlier, Adam, that if Mourinho was in charge, I'd be a bit more worried because he knows yeah. how to handle them sort of games. But I think we should all believe that we're going to go there and win. And obviously, when we see the teams come out, we might change our opinions a little bit. If they play a week and see, we might be like rubbing your hands right, let's have it. But I, I do think we'll go there and win. But obviously, there is a danger that we could drop points. But I, I don't think we'll lose, certainly. I mean, I look I look at it, you know, you know United have got some, some, some troublesome players, if you, if you want to call them that. Not, not too many, but some troublesome ones. <laughs> However, mentally troubled, I just I want to look at it from a different perspective. And I want, to look at, well, I want to look at it as manager versus manager or coach versus coach. And I believe that Pep can out-tactic. He can, out, he, can, uh, he, can, he, can, he can completely and utterly ruin Solskjaer with, in terms of in terms of experience and in terms though, because of because he's a Fergie effect he's hanging around like a bad smell in the background what I'm trying to say is Paul in, during the match unless Fergie goes down at half time and has a whiskey with him yeah how is Ferguson going to be able to influence Ole Gunnar Solskjaer on the touchline unless he rings him on the phone while that game's going on Pep has got everything up here. Yeah, but he's hanging the around. Turning. He's hanging around. Of course, in the referee's dressing room. But, dur- yeah. but during the match, <laughs> during the match, if we, if if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has to tactically change something or move a player into a position or change formation, he's gonna he, he's gonna have to ma- he's gonna have to counteract what Pep's doing. Whereas we know that Pep's got everything up here to do that. that. You know I what I'm that, trying to say? I'm so saying battle of the fittest. Isn't I it? get that. That's on the match day. But I'm on about he's hanging Prior around the in the game. background and he's getting into the. So if he does put young players in. They're going to be, oh God, it's Alex Ferguson, oh, and he's, he said this to me, you know, so it's going to, yeah. it's an unknown quantity that we've not had. Do you think we'll win? Uh, do I think, I never predict whether we're going to win or not. I'm, I'm more, <laughs> let's put it this way, I'm more hopeful now than I was before today's yeah. Tottenham game. Oh, yeah. Um, so, obviously, we've recorded this podcast a little earlier than normal, so there won't be one coming out on Monday night or after Monday night like normal. The next one will be a week on Monday. We thought that before 
Um, this one was recorded that quite a lot might have happened and as it turns out it has since so you've gone out of the Champions League but at this point are still in the title race who knows what will happen because there's Burnley as well before the next one that we do which we'll record a week on Monday um, Gary James the club's historian um, who's magnificent as far as I'm concerned has agreed to come on the next podcast which we'll record a week on Monday so I'm not sure who the other members of the squad will be selected that day but I'll be here with Gary James and two others. The other thing to point out is um, that within um, SoundCloud or if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify obviously once you find the account subscribe, give us a review give us five stars uh, please (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you know do all that sort of stuff Uh, but it's worth saying that uh, head of the Youth Cup final, um, if you don't know much about Tommy Doyle and his history, Glyn Pardo and Mike Doyle were his two granddads. I had to sit down with Glyn Pardo this week, which is there for you to listen to, during which he talks about his relationship and his hopes for his, his grandson. It's well worth a listen. Have a listen to that as well. And thanks very much to um, Hot Click Marketing, who's, of course, sponsoring the podcast for the remainder of this season. So thanks very much to, uh, to you all. Um, straight off the back of a game full of adrenaline no voice for Adam Uh, and we'll 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 be back with another podcast the other side of the Derby and Burnley and uh, wonder where we'll be then Um, we'll be alright come on City